Yo, 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 yo. Hey, vibe with me, vibe with me. Okay, yo. Straight like that. Okay, yeah. It's episode 13 on Crystal Life Conda, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in again, man. Hey, man, we back at it on motherfucking again. It's your boy Wolo, aka Golo, cause I'ma go to everything I was, I'ma go to everything I plan to be, I'ma go to everything I'm doing right the fuck now. Once a motherfucking game, make sure you get the merch, make sure you tap into everything that I got going on. The merch, the shirts, the pants, the socks, the hats, the books, what else? Shit, everything I got going on. If you haven't already, make sure you keep supporting, make sure you... You keep tapping in, make sure you just fuck with your boy. Like how y'all been fucking with your boy. I appreciate all the support. All the support like y'all have been doing, man. Really much appreciated. And man, I got a lot of I got a lot to get into this episode, man. I got a lot to, to go over. You feel me? First thing we're gonna get into is the NFL draft, you feel me? The crazy night. First of all. Before we even get into the draft itself, let's get into Aaron Rodgers wanting to wanting to get the fuck up out of Green Bay. And the owners and the management ain't having it. They like, hey man, we not trading you, we not letting you go. So this is my advice to Aaron Rodgers, bro. If you if you, if you done with that shit, you gonna have to retire. You had to come out of retirement. <laughs> I don't know if you can really do that shit though. Like if you retire, can you come out of retirement and then sign with a new team? I wonder if you can. If, I don't think in, has anybody ever did some shit like that. Like at the at the peak of their career, this nigga just won the MVP last season. So can that nigga just like retire? I wonder if it's like a stipulation with you retire. Can you retire and then like next day type shit sign with another team? I wonder if you can do some shit like that. That should be crazy as fuck though. But hey man, if you're not happy where you at, especially if you that caliber quarterback, man, you gotta do what you gotta do to get the fuck up out of there, man. Hey bro, retire, my nigga. Shit, it's your best bet. But nah, the NFL draft, man, it was a crazy night. Shout out to all the Alabama players that got drafted. I think the first player off the board from Alabama was who? I don't want to get it wrong. I want to say it was Jalen, Jalen Waddle. It was Jalen Waddle. He went to Miami. Then Patrick Sertan. He went. Hold on, I don't want to fuck it up. Let me, let me see where these niggas went, man. Let me see real quick. Yeah, Jalen Water. He went number six to the Dolphins. That's gonna be a crazy offense. Water tool. And they just, uh, like, literally, they just drafted Landon Dixon, the O-lineman, you feel me? So they got an O-lineman, 
They got Waller and they got two. That shit gonna be crazy. Oh my god. Then you got Patrick Sertan. He went to the Broncos. So he teamed up with Jerry Judy or whatever. And my my uh my motherfucking I, I turned up because I literally tweeted it's on January the eleventh I tweeted, I hope Devontae Smith go to the Eagles. And I don't know what it is, but when I when I saw I feel like some shit gonna happen, this shit end up happening. So I tweeted that shit January the 11th of this shit. And then Devontae Smith ended up dropping to number 10 and going to the Eagles. So you got Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts. If anybody know me, they know I'm a big Eagles fan. They have been fucking up tremendously since they won the Super Bowl. So this is a big-ass pick for the Eagles, man. It's big, bro. Got Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. Hopefully they stop bullshitting with Jalen Hurts' progression and, and just make this nigga the starter. Because clearly this nigga, when this nigga was inserted into the lineup and y'all benched um, with the nigga name. Um, Goddamn, I forgot the nigga name. Um, Carson Wentz, that's the nigga name. <laughs> When y'all bench Carson Wentz and put Jalen Hurts on that field, what the fuck happened? Pro- production happened, goddamn. They start winning games and they start being competitive in games. So, nigga, just make this nigga the goddamn star quarterback. And just get him a shot. I promise you. It ain't no way it's going to go wrong. It's been proven on film that this nigga is a dog. Then you got a husband with a Devontae Smith. Oh, my God. God, I'm excited about that. And then the surprise of the draft to me was it was a lot of hype behind uh, Trey Lance, the quarterback from uh, Santa, uh, North Dakota State. I think that's where he's uh, Ironically, the same college where Carson Wentz uh, played. So it was a big... Uh, debate about either if Trey Lance or if Mac Jones was going to get uh, drafted third. So, I knew I would rip. If Mac Jones didn't get traded third, he was going to drop like a motherfucker. So, the 49ers got Trey Lance or whatever. From what I've seen on film, he 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 good. He got good intangibles. He, you feel me? Like, the way the league going, they're going towards the, the mobile quarterback that's good on their feet and got a strong arm. They got Trey Lance and they got uh who else they got uh old boy from uh BYU uh, what's this nigga name uh I forgot what that nigga name we gonna go back to him but I ain't really seen too much on him of him in person like the Trey Lance guy ain't never seen seen him like on the big stage that's what scared me like I can't just throw these niggas in the league. And draft these niggas on high picks and suspect for these niggas to save your franchise. Like, I ain't see him in enough big competitive games for me to just put my stamp on him. But hey, 49ers got, uh, they got faith in him. So, hey, man, we gonna see. But another, another uh, thing that I saw way beforehand, like the mechanics of Mac Jones, just the way Mac Jones, like he he moved. Even the pictures of his build, like he he don't have a six pack. 
it's the same way Tom Brady was when he took his draft pick. He's not really like a muscular, physically athletic looking quarterback. He just like remind me of Tom Brady. So I tweeted uh, on the same day that I tweeted, I hope Devontae Smith get drafted by the Eagles. I tweeted Mac Jones reminds me a little bit of Tom Brady. And I, and uh, again, the draft, Mac Jones gets drafted number 15 to the Patriots. You can't make this shit up. I'm really like, I'm really the truth with this predicting and, and, and psychic shit. I'm really the truth with this shit. Like, I really be seeing things before it happens type shit. I'm really, I'm really the go to this shit. <laughs> and then, uh, Alex Leatherwood, he an offensive uh, lineman. He got uh, drafted to the Raiders, number 17. And then Najee Harris, he got uh, drafted to the Steelers. Now, that's a perfect fit. Like, all of these picks are perfect fits for their team. Like, it's not necessarily about how good a player is. It's about what fits your team and what fits your system. And I feel like all of the teams that draft these Alabama players, they fit directly with what that team has, uh, with, with their uh, offensive schemes and, and things of that nature are. So, they, like, it's going to be crazy. I'm, like, I'm just mostly excited about Devontae Smith, what he going to do with the Eagles. And I'm, 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 I'm like, curious of with what Mac Jones is gonna do with the Patriots. Like I really see them sticking with Cam Newton at the beginning of the season. And this is another prediction. I see him he probably might play good for a few games, but then he gonna fade away. He gonna start fucking up. And then this is gonna put the pressure on the on the on the GM and on the coach to throw Mac Jones in there. and then Mac Jones he gonna start going crazy. And so Mac Jones get his little Stock up, shit. They gonna probably release Cam Newton or some shit like that. That's what I see happening. And Matt Jones gonna be over the helm of the Patriots offense. And I see big things happening for Matt Jones because they let this man fall all the way to 15, and this nigga just won all the best quarterback awards. This nigga just won a championship, and I just looked over this nigga like he a scrub for these. Mobile quarterbacks for Justin Fields, for Trey Lance, for what's the what's the other dude name, man? Let me let me go over the all, yeah. Yeah, the dude, the dude from BYU, about BYU, Zach Wilson, like like Trey Lance. I haven't seen a lot from uh. I haven't seen a lot from him on the big stays. I haven't. If I was a GM, you feel me? That that'll be my one of my main uh That'll be one of my main like things to look at at a quarterback. What have you done on the big stage? Because the NFL every game is a big is a big game. Every every game you play in the NFL, you're playing on the big stage. So if you don't have any experience with that in college, how 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 are you gonna be able to adapt and adjust to that? Being a professional football player, every little thing you do, they critiquing. They they talking about on ESPN and all that. So how what what how are you gonna deal with that? Especially from these like 
uh, mid-major schools, these FCS schools, like, how you gonna be able to, mm-hmm. but yeah, overall, like, I expected the Jaguars to go with Trevor Lawrence with the first pick, that's a good pick, so they got Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars, and supposedly the Jaguars are, are trying to sign Tebow, too, as a tight end, so they trying, they making a lot of moves, and uh, I think they got uh, yeah, I, they got Travis Tra, Travis uh, Etienne. He was the running back for Clemson along with uh, Trevor Lawrence. So should they building them a little, a little mini? They trying to, they they trying to make some moves. So I'm interested, I'm interested to see how the, what the Jaguars do moving forward with that. Yeah, like I said, the Jets they trade uh they uh drafted Zach Wilson from BYU, and you feel me? That's like another athletic quarterback, like another dual threat quarterback. So shit, we I just gotta see. You just gotta have, you just gonna have to prove me wrong, cause I'm not really sold on. I'm not sold on Trey Lance. I'm not sold on uh who else? Who was I just about to say? I'm not sold on Trey Lance, and I'm not sold on uh. I'm not sold on Trey Lance, and I'm not sold on Zach Wilson. You're going to have to prove me wrong. And them just facts. And uh, the Atlanta Falcons, they they drafted Kyle Pitts, tight end for Florida. Now, by all means, this is a great pick. But Atlanta Falcons fans don't want to see you use a number four draft pick with a tight end. When y'all been like <laughs> historically awful these past few years, and um, and if you're an historically awful football team, the first person, the first position player they're gonna point at is the quarterback. And in all honesty, you feel me? He is how he's he overrated. He's not even like Matt Ryan is not even like that good of a football player to me. Like even when I think he won the MVP like a couple years ago, I wasn't even really a fan of him then, and I wasn't a fan of the team like that then. That's why I wasn't surprised when they um when the meltdown happened to them. Like they need a they need to move forward with another quarterback in my opinion and this would have been a great time i really feel like the Atlanta Falcons should have uh drafted Justin Fields from Georgia that would have been a perfect that would have been a marriage in heaven to me they should have drafted him but the Falcons being the Falcons they always know how to, to let down their fans so they drafted Kyle Pitts and by all means like from a draft standpoint, you pick the best available player there. And Kyle Pitts was uh, statistically and, like, according to the quote-unquote draft experts, Kyle Pitts is a better uh, draft prospect than Justin Fields was. So, and they made the right choice draft expert-wise, but they didn't make the right draft choice to, like, cater to their fans to make them feel happy and to make them positive about what's coming in the future for that franchise so hey man we're just gonna see how that play out maybe Matt Ryan might he might he might do something if he got more weapons you got Kevin Ridley 
you got uh Cal Pitts and you got uh Julio, but they talking about trading Julio. So I mean, hey man, we gonna see what's going on with the Falcons too. And then with the the number five pick, the Bengals, they drafted Jamar Chase from LSU. And Jamar Chase is a good wide receiver, but he not better than Devontae Smith, and he not better than Jalen Waddle. He not better than either one of them. So I don't even understand how he got drafted before either one of them, but he got a chance to, to team back up with his quarterback from LSU, Joe Burrow. And... It was a great pick for them, but if you wanted to pick some, wanted to get a pick for a need of your team, you should have drafted the offensive lineman. So Joe Burrow won't get his motherfucking ACL torn again. But hey, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just me, little old me. I don't know what I'm talking about. I meant to give y'all my draft grades from these picks. Uh, I'm going to go back. Let me see something real quick. Let me see. So the, so the number one overall, overall pick was Trevor Lawrence. I get that at A. I get that at A. The number two pick, Zach Wilson. I get that at a C, honestly, because I'm not sold on him. Number three pick... 49ers, they got Trey Lance. I get at a, I get at a C too because I'm not sold on him. He hasn't played in like, you feel me? He hasn't played in like big games to show me that he has what it takes. So the number four pick, like I said, was Kyle Pitts, the tight end. I get at a B. I mean, it's not a bad pick, but it's not a good pick. It's an okay pick. I mean. You didn't get a trash player, so I get out of B. The number five pick, Jamar Chase, I get out of B, a B minus. The number six pick was Miami Dolphins, so they got Jalen Water from the Alabama uh, Crimson Tide. I get out of A. Even though I feel like they should have drafted Devontae before Jalen Water, I'm happy it did happen that way because my team got Devontae Smith, so I get at uh, uh, A. Yeah, I get out of A. Number seven pick was Penne Sewell from Oregon. I'm not really familiar with him like that, but he is an offensive lineman, and they need more help in pass protection to help with their running game. So with that being said, I get out like a B because you drafted something that your team needs. So, okay, you get out of B. Carolina Panthers, they drafted J.C. Horn from South Carolina. And I I seen him play, but I, I didn't really see him being a top, you feel me, a top draft pick prospect. I didn't really see it in my opinion, but I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm out the loop. <laughs> so with that being said, because I didn't, I didn't really see that being, him being a, a high draft prospect, I get out of C because it's, it's a whole nother uh, cornerback that's better than him that should have been drafted. If you're going to pick a cornerback, you should have picked uh, Patrick Sertan. 
but the Denver Broncos ended up drafting Patrick Sertan and for the number nine pick, and I and that's a A for me. They did that. And like I said, number 10, my team, the Eagles, they drafted Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Heisman Trophy winner, slim motherfucking Reaper. Next year's offensive rookie of the year. Mark this book this down. Remember I said this right here. Next year's offensive rookie of the year is going to be Devontae Smith. I get that an A+++++++++. They did what the fuck they had to do with that pick. The Chicago Bears, they drafted Justin Fields. Now, I was, like, surprised that they did this because Chicago Bears, they they kind of, like, never know how to draft quarterbacks right. I've never known the Chicago Bears to have, like, a great or exciting quarterback. And that's what I feel like they got with Justin Fields. He'll bring more attention and more excitement to the Chicago Bears. So, with that being said, I get him my A. I give you an A for having a boss to draft him. Like, for real. Kudos to y'all for finally making y'all fans happy. Because by their reaction to them after the pick went in, they're really excited for it. And they, uh, hopefully they give him a chance to, like, start early. But those were, like, the really the standout picks. Hold on, let me keep going through, because all of the rest of them, oh, yeah, number 15, the New England Patriots, Mac Jones. Like I said, I feel like he going to start midseason. It's Cam Newton going to find a way. He going to probably either fuck up or he going to get injured. Cause he's always been injury prone. It's either one of them. It's never, it never fails. Mac Jones going to take the, 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 the ham and start going crazy. And lo and behold, you're going to keep hearing these these Tom Brady comparisons. And what other picks stood out to me? Oh, yeah, Alex Leatherwood, another offensive lineman, went to the Raiders. The Raiders love Alabama players. Amari Cooper, who else that got drafted? Uh, they just love Alabama players. Uh, let me see what else. And, yeah, Najee Harris, he got drafted. What pick did he get drafted? I think 20, yeah, 24th pick. Najee Harris, that, that's a, a perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is a a smash mouth, running up your ass, paused, <laughs> running through you, around you, jump over you, and all that. That is a perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris. I get that an A plus 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 plus. Oh yeah, and then uh, like I said before, Travis Etienne, he got drafted by uh, the Jaguars. The only problem I have with them drafting him, I understand that they drafted Trevor Lawrence. So you feel me? It's kind of like foregone conclusion if he's still there it'll be kind of a, a great you feel me a backup pick to go with him but he just fumbled too much for me he fumbled way too much and turnovers in the NFL are very costly one turnover can flip that whole momentum around and you get blowed out 36 based off the turnover. So, that's the only knock I got on him. He he a hell of a player. 
hell of a kick returner, hell of a receiver, hell of a runner. He just fumbled too motherfucking much. And with that being said, I give it a C plus. You feel me? And I think other than that, those were really the standout players that got drafted in the first round. Oh yeah, like I said, the Eagles they drafted Landon Dickerson. Um, I get out a B plus. Oh yeah, the Patriots they drafted Christian Barmore, a D tackle for Alabama. Any pick from Alabama, you're gonna get a B or an A from me because you pick from Alabama, like you getting you getting top notch level, a top notch level player off real. You feel me? So yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited about what teams drafted these Alabama players. I'm gonna be watching all of them closely. You feel me? But I'm always gonna ride with the Eagles, and I have adopted the Dolphins as my backup team because they got two and they got Waddle. You feel me, bro? So yeah, the Eagles and the Dolphins is who I'm fucking with the most, but. I'm going to have a close eye on the Patriots. I'm going to have a close eye on the Broncos. I'm going to have a close eye on the Steelers. All that good shit. But in other news, what's been going on? Let me let me see what the fuck was going on. Recently, like in sports, I know I've been I've been kind of tripping with dropping the new episode of this. Uh, the next episode I've been posted, been dropped this, but it's been a lot going on that I can't speak on right now. But it's a reason. But by any means necessary, I'm gonna get these episodes out one way or another. It might not be at a rapid pace like it first was at the start, but best believe. You're going to get at least one or two episodes every week. At least one. But yeah, like I said earlier in the podcast, the Atlanta Falcons, they receiving trade calls for Julio Jones. And I'm not even mad at that because this nigga Julio Jones has not... I, I would take it that this season I've been happy with the Falcons. He hasn't really... They haven't allowed him to reach his full potential his full potential. Like he been going off, don't get me wrong, but he hasn't been able to reach his full potential. He should be no no questions asked, the best wide receiver in the game. But when you got a trash ass quarterback throwing it to you, 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 you set up for failure. So they need to they need to send Julio to the Eagles. Send Julio to the Eagles. Julio, Devontae, Jalen Hurts. They winning another motherfucking Super Bowl. I know it's a foregone conclusion. I know it's kind of, I'm just throwing the shit out there. Just You feel me? But I'm putting it in the atmosphere. I'm putting it, I must try to speed this into existence. 
the, the Falcons need to trade Julio Jones to the Eagles. Oh my God. That happened. I'ma probably run down. I'ma probably run around. I'ma run down the street and get to the top of my motherfucking lungs. Like how I did when Auburn ran it back, that kick six to Alabama. I, I ran outside and screamed at the top of my lungs, fell in the street. I'm gonna flip that and actually do that shit in enjoyment rather than in pain and anguish. That's gonna be motherfucking me. But yeah. Past couple of days ago, Steph Curry made 83 three-pointers in the month of April, and that's the most in a single month in NBA history. And in my opinion, he should be the leading front runner for MVP. But you know, they vote the MVP. They base that on team record. And with them being right along the 500 mark, I don't really see him winning. And unless he just they just go on a win streak, they win like. I don't know how many more games is left in the NBA season, but I know the playoffs is about to start. Unless they go on like a a win streak and they just keep going crazy, I don't see him winning MVP. I really feel like either Jokic or Joel Embiid are going to end up winning the MVP just basically based off the record of the teams. And... Oh, yeah, LeBron coming back tonight. Go James coming back tonight. So, you know what that mean. So, you know what that motherfucker mean. Dropping 30. 30, 12, and 7 assists. I said it here first. He dropping 30 points. 12, he going to goddamn. Uh, nah, he don't drop. 30 points. 12 assists. Seven rebounds. You feel me? He coming back with a vengeance. He showing y'all motherfuckers. Hey, y'all had y'all fun while I was out. Y'all had y'all motherfucker fun. But now it's time for me to reclaim the throne. It's time for us to get this playoff push. It's time for us to show y'all what Lakers basketball about. It's time for y'all. It's time for us to show y'all why we the motherfucking defending NBA champions. It's time for y'all. To, it's time for me to show y'all why I'm the motherfucking greatest playoff motherfucker of all time. Y'all motherfucking, y'all must motherfucking forgot what the fuck was going on. But I'm finna show y'all what the motherfucking going on. You feel me? King James and AD. He finna go off. I'm calling it. You heard it here first. All of these predictions that I'm giving you in this episode, you heard it here first. So when you see this shit, uh, when you see the stat line tomorrow, you feel me? And you see what the fuck I just told you? Don't be motherfucking surprised. Because I already warned you what the fuck was going to go on. You did. Straight like that. And I seen with Kevin Porter Jr. I seen with Cleveland. They traded him to the Rockets. This nigga been going crazy since they traded him to the Rockets. So I only see why the Rockets has been trash. This nigga dropped 50 points. I think they said it was the sum about him being the youngest player to drop 50 points since uh LeBron, I think. This nigga dropped 50 points. Cleveland, yet again... Don't value great players. Clearly, they don't know how to value great players. You let LeBron go. Now you let 
Now you let two of the, the youngest players to drop 50 points in the game. You done gave them away from your team. You gotta feel like shit. The Cleveland Cavaliers, you gotta feel like shit. God damn. Oh yeah, I gotta speak on. Yeah. Pauses. I gotta speak on Makai uh Bryant. Now. Now it's time for me to really like get serious. Like I've been seeing all the takes and things of that nature saying that she if she wouldn't have tried to stab all girls, she wouldn't have been dead. And I feel like that's bullshit. Just think about if you was in that same position, a whole bunch of group of girls or a group of people trying to jump you. You're going to do everything in your power to goddamn, to make them uh, understand that you're not the one to fuck with, right? So if a whole bunch of group of people come to try to jump you, what you going to do? Do everything in your power to make them feel what the fuck going on, like you're not finna be fucking with me. So goddamn, whatever weapon is near me, and you trying to jump me, I'm going to pick that motherfucker up, and I'm going to do what the fuck I got to do. So, I don't blame her for getting that knife and trying to goddamn stab old girl. I don't feel sorry for old girl. I think she had on a pink shirt. I think I put this on Facebook. I don't feel sorry for her because she's still alive right now. Makai Bryant is not alive right now. And it's fucked up that she's not alive right now because... Only thing she did was defend herself. If they weren't fucking with her, none of this other shit would have been happening. And yet again, policemen, they doing this bitch ass shit by being trigger happy and just killing innocent motherfuckers. It's like getting like out of hand and shit getting crazy. Like it's fucked up. She should still be alive. Fuck old girl in the pink. I hope she traumatized for the rest of her life because if you and your homegirls weren't trying to be on bullshit with her, she would still be alive. It's all y'all fault. And all honesty. It's the policeman's fault and it's their fault. And I said what I said. She ain't do nothing wrong. She did what the fuck she was supposed to do. She did what the fuck I would say anybody else to do. You feel me? It's been countless other interactions with law enforcement. Where they have... They have done what they have been trained to do. But in my but but from my understanding, you have been trained to do something that it doesn't mean that you have been how can I say this? Just because you have been trained to do something, it doesn't mean that your job is on the line if you don't do what you're trained to do. Never in my life have I seen a police officer. They have been trained to kill, and they have not killed someone. Never have I seen them lose their job because they didn't do what they were trained to do. If you had the ability to save someone's life, I've never seen any of my... If you have the ability to save a civilian, I'm really 
sure that your chief or who's ever over your police department, I'm pretty sure that they're going to fire you because you, at the end of the day, you saved a life. But check this out, though. On numerous other occasions, when these police officers have done what they're trained to do, they're they're trained to kill, right? Any other time they doing what they, all right, let me put it this way. They train to kill, so they end up killing these people and, and what happened to them. They end up either getting put on administrative leave, they get locked up, or they get fired. So, wouldn't it be more smart to not do what you're trained to do so you can keep your motherfucking job? Wouldn't that be the smarter thing to do? Would you rather stand on the principles of doing what you're trying to do and put your job in jeopardy, put your whole profession in jeopardy, put being able to provide for your family in jeopardy just to do what you're trained to do? You're trained to kill, so if you train to jump off a cliff, are you going to jump off a cliff if you don't have to? Huh? I feel like that's the most bullshit excuse that these police officers can keep giving us. We're trained to kill, so that's the first instinct that we're going to do. We're going to shoot Makai Bryant four times in the motherfucking chest because we trained to shoot somebody four times in the chest. Are y'all trained to, are y'all trained to kill these uh, mass shooters that are white? Are y'all trained to shoot them in the chest four times? Are y'all trained to kill them? Oh, no, y'all trained to take them to Winnie's. Y'all trained to, to take them to Burger King after they shoot up a mall. They shoot up a school. They shoot up a convenience store. Y'all trained to sit outside and and, and negotiate and, 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 and hopefully let them surrender. Y'all trained to let them live. Yeah. Y'all trained to go on high-speed chases and chase after these whites. Y'all said white. Y'all trained to go on high-speed chase. Y'all trained to go on manhunts. Y'all trained to see these mass shooters. These Y'all trained to see them run away from y'all. Y'all trained to, to chase after them and, and take them into custody alive by all means necessary. Y'all are trained to keep them alive. Y'all are trained to keep white criminals alive, but y'all are trained to kill black criminals. Like, come on. Shit fucked up on our friends. Like, for real. Shit getting out of hand. I'ma just, I'ma just, you feel me? I'ma just read y'all the facts. Fact number one: 181 black people have been killed since the death of George Floyd. Fact number two: black people account for 18.7 percent of police killings in the United States, per Census Bureau. Fact number three: in the 1,127 police killings in 2020, only 16 cases which equals to 1.4% resulted in a charge against the offending officer. Fact number four, 
at least 14 of those officers had either shot or killed someone in the past. Fact number five. Black people are three times more likely to be killed by police than white people. Fact number six. In 47 of the 50 largest U.S. cities, police kill black people at higher rates than white people. Fact number seven. In Chicago, people police kill black people at a rate of 22 times more than that for white people. Fact number eight. In Miami, racial disparities cannot be calculated because every person killed by the city's police department was black or brown. Fact number nine, of 181 police killings of black people since Floyd's death, the highest number of killings occurred in Florida, which had 19 victims, followed by California, where there were 17, and Texas and, and, Texas and Georgia, which each recorded 13. Fact number 10, of the police killings documented in 2020, traffic stops were listed as the initial police encounter and 121 deaths. Fact number 11, in 2020, there were just 18 days where police did not kill someone. Fact number 12, in the first 106 days of 2021, police have already killed at least 268 people. And that basically averages out to more than two deaths a day. That's 12 motherfucking facts, bruh. It's no no debating. It's no arguing. It's point blank in your face, bro. Your shit gotta stop, man. Shit getting out of hand. Like for real, like. And I haven't even really told anyone. I really feel like only one person knows this, knows about this. But a lot of people have been asking me if I would ever write again, if I would ever write again, write a book or write poetry. And my answer has been no. I really I really haven't been inspired. I have I haven't been motivated to do that anymore. I took numerous I really put that on the back burner and just did other stuff. Like, I, I gained more interest in other things. I basically tried to elevate from doing that. I don't want to be stuck in the box as the nigga that write poetry or the nigga that write out of time. I really have made it my point. I have made it. You feel me? Made it very clear that I'm I'm a versatile ass nigga. Like I'm not just known as I don't want to be just known as the nigga that, that just writes poetry and shit. Cause I'm way more I'm way more versatile than that. I can do a lot of shit. And I feel like over the past two to three years I've shown motherfuckers that I, I can do way more shit than just that. But in the process of me saying that, I got a whole book. That I, I haven't even put out yet. That's, I would say, 75% done. It was, I would say, 95% done. But with all the shit that has happened since I started, since I finished that book, shit, I can write five, six. I could add so much more to that. 
and it was basically it was basically like a how can I put this it was like a a symbolic voice for all of those that have been lost due to racial profiling due to race racist police killings due to the Black Lives Matter movement based on just police doing fucked up shit to black people over and over again. It was basically just a tribute to those making sure that they are never forgotten. It was basically just that. And I feel like it would be one of the most powerful things that I will ever put out. But I don't want to just put that shit out just like half-ass it. And I really put it in my head, like, if I ever put that out, that'll be the last thing that I ever, like, published work that I will ever put out. Because after that, I feel like it's nothing else for me to say, like. And I, I, I've been holding on to that shit for, like, the longest. And it's crazy because the more I hold on to it, the more fucked up shit happen. And I feel like. Before you know it, I've been had a whole novel wrote by the because fucked up she keep happening by the day. You feel me? So all of this shit really like I'm not just saying this shit for no reason. Like this shit like hit different for all this fucked up shit that's happening. And like I still got this shit. I plan. I, I plan on putting it out. At first, I feel like I wouldn't. I wasn't even gonna do it. I wasn't gonna put it out because I feel like I'm done with that that phase of my. You feel me? I'm done with that part of my my life. But just the most fucked up shit happened. I feel like it's imperative. It's necessary for me to put that shit out. So, with that being said, I'm kind of seventy thirty on me actually putting it out, but. I feel like it it won't be like ASAP. I'll probably put it out towards the end of the summer or early fall. Early fall would be the latest that I'll probably put it out. But I did I I said what I said. It'll be the last thing that published work that I ever put out. Anything else that's published, I'll probably help somebody else put they put they shit out and, and help them like. You feel me? Make they story more known and get they story out there type shit. That's what type of shit I'm going to be on after this. Because I don't feel like I, I it's nothing else for me to really, I really wrote about every fucking thing. <laughs> and after that, I feel like that'll be the most, the best shit I done ever put out in my opinion. From what I done wrote, that shit crazy, like. I've even I've even tested out be reciting this shit to like strangers that that have never met me before, and from what I the feedback that I've been getting from some of the things that I have uh recited from the books, it's been overwhelming reaction to it. So I can only imagine what the reaction will be from people that actually fuck with me and and know what I'm capable of doing, when they hear this shit, this shit gonna hit different, I'm already knowing, so I gotta really, like, do this shit the right way, I gotta put this shit out the right way, like, I gotta make sure it ain't 
this shit put out right. So, yeah, man. I just feel like I had to say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of when I put this on Facebook, I actually had a, I wouldn't even say it was a negative debate. It was a, a friendly debate with someone actually that is a policeman. I'm not going to call them out. I put their whole name out there, but if you my friend on Facebook and you actually was being the nosy motherfucker that motherfuckers are on Facebook in the comments, you seen them comment on my post, so you already know who I'm talking about. I actually, he actually DM'd me and actually gave me his point of view from a policeman's point of view. Now, me, personally, I love debating and I love hearing other people's. I live, I love hearing their opinion, but I'm going to get my shit off, too. You're going to understand where I stand on whatever situation we're talking about, too. And that's what had happened in the um in the messages. And he felt where I was coming from, and I felt where he was coming from. But at the end of the day, it didn't change my point of view. I don't feel sorry for that girl in the pink shirt. Because at the end of the day, she is alive and Makai Bryant is not. I still feel the same way I feel. And I still feel the same way about any other policeman um, that, you feel me, took the life of an innocent black uh, life. None of the cases in the past did they have uh a justified reason to do what the fuck they did in none of those cases. I, I can't really say, yeah, that policeman had a reason to do that. I just don't. And I don't feel like I never will. Because the shit keep happening over and over again because these policemen, they know they can get away with this shit. But with the trial of, um, I don't even want to say that nigga name. The trial where he was found guilty on all three of those counts. Hopefully there'll be an eye opener for the rest of these fuck ass pigs to think twice before they feel like they can do this. Keep repeatedly doing this shit. Hopefully it moves in their way, but I feel like shit gonna just keep going the way the fuck is going until this shit keep happening until more and more and more and more this shit keep happening more often where these motherfuckers get held accountable for the actions that they do because the motherfucking they, they slogan is to protect and serve well they ain't protecting and they ain't serving shit they need to get held accountable for the actions that they show just as much as Criminals that rob, steal, kill, and all this other shit. They get held accountable every fucking day. But these police officers never get held accountable for the shit that they do. This shit gets swept under the rug, and the shit happen again. This shit gets swept under the rug, and the shit happen again. We need this shit to keep. We need this shit to be, uh, what I'm trying to say. We need this shit to be fair on both sides. You hold civilians accountable, 
And you hold motherfucking law enforcement accountable. And it's point blank period. Point blank the motherfuck period. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why the fuck haven't you raided my motherfucking show? Hey, man, what the fuck is you doing, man? Hey, man, say, man, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts. Make sure you go to Spotify. Make sure you go to Google Podcasts. Leave a rate. Share the link to this. This one right here, this podcast. Share it to your Twitter, your Facebook, any social media, man. Turn this shit up. Keep turning this shit up. The more support you give unchristian like conduct, the more this shit gonna turn up and elevate, man. So make sure you show that support. Make sure you lead them rates, man. And keep turning this shit up. It's only gonna go off from here. But yeah, like I said, the conversation that we had, you feel me? I'm gonna I'm I'm read the conversation context by context. The whole conversation. I'm gonna read it to y'all or whatever. Let me go to the message real quick. Okay, so he ended up, he proceeded to send me the video because he was saying that I didn't see where uh, Micaiah actually. Um, I think he was trying to show me why he ended up shooting her because she kicked some girl while she was on the ground. And then after she kicked the old girl on the ground, she then proceeded to run towards the other girl to try to stab her. So I seen the video and it didn't change my point of view. I was like, okay, nigga, okay. I still feel the same way. I don't feel sorry for the motherfucking girl in the uh, pink shirt. She's still alive and Makai is dead, so... I responded, I said, that's still crazy after watching that. Why not shoot in the leg? I mean, damn, everybody's in the wrong. And so he replied, he said, that's a misconception that everybody has about police. We're, we're responsible for every bullet that comes out that gun. Let me turn this down real quick. He said, we're responsible for every bullet that comes out that gun. So as he tried to hit her in the leg, missing, hit the... So at he tried to hit her in the leg, missing, hit the other girl. Now she has a gunshot wound and possibly stab wound. We're training to aim for the largest part of the body, which is the torso area. And there's no such thing as a kill shot. We're trained to shoot until the threat is stopped. Okay, you trained to shoot as the, until the threat is stopped. You could have shot her in the motherfucking leg. Or... Could have... You chased her down. Could have... Charged her and tackled her on the ground, nigga. You a whole ass man, and it's a whole ass child. You could have tackled her. You feel me? It did anything to, to stop the threat. Shooting her four times in the motherfucking chest should not have been an option. Okay, so I said, by no means am I attacking you or your profession. But even policemen themselves have to see what keeps happening over and over again. It's got to be tough being a black police officer too in these times. But the change is going to have to come from you guys if there is going to be any change at all. 
it's got to be a line between doing what you're trained to do and doing what's morally right in order to defuse situations in the most humane way possible. Just as policemen's family fear for them to make it home every night, the same goes for these children's family. The training has to be adjusted at this point, especially during these times, because morning families aren't trying to hear that, to be honest, because in the same situation, she was raised up to defend herself. Because in this same situation, she was raised up to defend herself, and that's what she was doing. And here in the moment, things got out of hand, and that's what she was feeling. If I was her, if I was in her position, I probably would have done the same thing, too. Or honestly, of anyone else that was in that position, they would have done the same. But like I said, it's a tough situation to be in your shoes. And yo, man, I'm not just, you feel me, just against police, all policemen. Hey, man, y'all in a tough situation. Like I said, it's tough, bro. But at the same time, you signed up for this shit. You knew this shit was tough when you, especially in these times. You know what the fuck was going on when you wanted to be a police officer? So, hey. Do what the fuck you supposed to do, bro. Don't do that. That shit ain't called for, bro. Do what's morally right. Fuck what you trying to do. I don't think when they trained you to kill or train you to do that shit. I don't think in training they told you to kill an innocent civilian. I don't think that was in your training. I don't really think that was in your training. Matter of fact, I know that one in your training. So he responded, oh, no, trust me. I get in. No, you're not attacking. And you're right. It's a tough situation to be put in. And we do what we can. But that's also why I try to give people knowledge when it comes to policing. Because not every everybody understands the workings of. Hold on. He said, because not everybody understands the workings of a gun. Your adrenaline goes from zero to 100 in a matter of seconds. That's a bullshit excuse because, nigga, you a police officer. They should have trained you how to control your adrenaline during situations like that. Okay, then he went on. Now everybody can do that. That's why I'm no way well. I'm no way well if I ever defend the shooting that I know is wrong. And the more the public see things different and they're only looking at Edgar Media shows them. The reason why the body uh, cam was released so fast because they feel it was justified. Although it was a teenage girl, she was putting another person's life in danger. Okay. She was putting another person's life in danger. Well, motherfucking shit. Of course, I, they life going to be in danger. If my life in danger, you should have been coming fucking with me. Or well, nobody's life would have been in danger. He says it's a sad situation. I really hate it for the family to lose a child like that, especially in this day and time. But I also feel like as much as people talk about changes, police... You don't see those same people talking about applying to be police officers and be a part of the change. It takes more than just the ones that already are. With all due respect, I wouldn't want to be a police officer. I'm not finna be a police officer to to make change. That's that's like a that's 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 hard, bro. I don't think that would even be accepted within the police department. A nigga just wanting to be a police officer to make change. Like, nigga, you doing it for the wrong reasons. And that type of shit would get you thrown out of the force more than it will deem you as a hero. They're going to feel like you just joining the the the, um, the police department to, like, put them on front street and make them look bad. That's, that's a lose-lose situation. So, I... I get what he was trying to say, but I don't think that'll work either. And 
And I responded. It was a time growing up with kids wanted and dreamed to be a police officer. But now, unfortunately, I feel the weight, responsibility, and criticism that comes with being one in this generation was scared more away more than ever. But that would be a part of the solution. I only see strong-minded individuals with, with a, uh, a certain agenda at hand doing something like that rather than a casual American citizen. And he said, but think about something. It takes that casual citizen to be able to take on that criticism, be able to take to do the job effectively. There's always got to be a starting point. And I said, facts, you know, you're right about that. And he said, trust me when I tell you, you might see us joke and laugh a lot on Facebook, but a lot of people don't even know that same officer just looking in the eye of someone who was dying from a gunshot wound. I always recommend people do ride alongs to see what goes on or just apply to be a police officer. And yeah, from that point on, it wasn't nothing else that really I should talk about. That's really important, but that's another excuse. You don't know what we go through. We we see people die from a gunshot wound every day and we laugh. Okay, nigga, that's what you signed up for. Like, I don't feel sorry for y'all. Stop trying to flip the motherfucking story. Stop trying to flip the agenda. We should be feeling more sorry for these victims more than these police officers. They're trying to flip the script, making us feel sorry for them. But nigga, no. It ain't no more excuse for that. So at the end of the day, get y'all shit together, man. Because you're lucky that they ain't having a goddamn... They're having a lot of protests. Y'all look at they not just out there just killing y'all ass like how y'all killing black people is. And that's how I feel like this shit gonna turn out. This shit keep happening. This shit been already happening too motherfucking much. But uh, it's gonna come a time where this shit, if justice don't keep happening like how it's been in the past trial, they just gonna start taking y'all ass out they self. And shit, get y'all shit together, bro. That's how I'm going to end this shit. Just get y'all shit together, bro. Fuck all this, what y'all trying to do. Fuck what you're trying to do, man. Do what the fuck is right. Do what the fuck that slogan on the side of y'all car says to protect and serve. Do that shit. Y'all trying to protect and serve. Not kill and murder. Straight like that. So, yeah, I said what the fuck I said on that note. So, I wanted to review this Kelly Kelly album because I've been hearing mixed reviews from it. So, I know I just hit a, a 360 on y'all. I just really got into some deep shit, but now it's time to like lighten the mood a little bit. So we finna do a quick review of this Kelly Kelly album. And then we gonna wrap up this episode. Let me see. I heard the first track was Thankful with Lil Wayne and Jeremiah. I wasn't really a fan of that song. So it's already <laughs> a zero out of one for me. So. Let me see what the fuck going on. 
because I need to, when people have mixed reviews about projects, I need to see what the fuck going on myself. Okay. This every chance I get with Lil Baby and Lil Dirt. Let's see what this shit hitting on. Okay. Okay. Oh. 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 I'ma just let it ride. I'ma just let it ride. I'm not gonna lie, I'm already not really. Uh, usually, little baby don't miss on tracks, but I don't like the beat. The beat just ain't it for me so far. But continue. Okay, so basically Lil Dirt saved this song because, yeah, I fuck with Dirt verse on it, bitch. But I don't see myself playing this song again in all due respect, respectfully. But yeah, continue. Okay. Uh, 
it's over for two for me. Like dirt went off on it, but it ain't no replay value. But this, the name of this track is about to play. We going crazy with her and Migos, and it feel like they sample shot along with it. Be let's what the fuck. What the fuck? I'm not gonna lie, I kinda fuck with this shit. I kinda fuck with it. Okay. I kind of fuck with that one. I fuck with that one. So you one for, you one for three right now. Okay, this is a big paper with Cardi B. This the next track. They get into that one. Big 
bitch like her. That's why these bitches don't like her. I respect shit starters, not no shit typers. Three year break, I still get the shit hyper. Shot back to the top, don't make a bitch sniper. Big body, they can fuck with me hardly. Body anybody saying they don't know my body. I some bitches move culture out the car seat. Got these hoes nervous, I can spit it to their heartbeat. Super valid, anytime I lay callous. Then them plaques hang on every wall in my palace. Clips don't push through anybody speaking malice. Fashion icon, couple million for my status. Five number ones, you got five number nuns. Sleeping on party, all that nappy shit done. Oh, put your head, all that cap and shit done. And I got Hollywood waiting when this rap is shit done. I get big paper, so I deal with big haters. Got it out the mud, they ain't do me no favors. Got it out the club, they ain't do me no favors. Party this, party that, make me more famous. Big paper, so I deal with big haters. Big, big paper, so I deal with big haters. I get big paper, so I deal with big haters. Got it out the mud, they ain't do me no favors. The most imitated, innovated, instigated. Playlist favorite, yo shit never played it. Had to make a way and yo shit never made it. I was broke in the Bronx, but a bitch never hated. Had to get my way up, so I patiently waited. House with the palm trees for all the times I was shaded. Niggas at the Woolworths, no, we never dated. Stop lying on the pussy when you know you never ate it. Took the wig off and braided back my hair. Mixtape Cardi like I ain't a millionaire. Big diamonds, single big diamonds in my air. And my stock steady rising, you would never get a share. Ooh. Oh, my fucking God. Hey, yo, okay. Yeah. Carter went the fuck off on this bitch for shit show. Yeah, that's one of the ones right there. Yeah, that's one of the ones that's gonna go top ten on uh billboard for shit show. But then next one is I did it, it got post Malone, Megan the Stay and Lil Baby and the Baby. Oh shit. Okay.
track, I ain't signing that hoe yet. Drop it, play, fly, so I'm smiling on the jet. I drop it after he that's the diamond on effect. The niggas, I think we're flat. Ain't no stopping it. Give a blue paper all day. Lock it up and leave it. Brand new products, I'm proud of me. Actually, came from the bottom. Ain't no need to even ask me. Ain't even seen half of me. It ain't no passing, that's a no go. Start to keep playing, niggas, I throw a low blow. I done got good with the shit. I tell the paparazzi to get my angle every time I take a photo. Yo, okay. Alright. Okay. Okay. I see what y'all doing. I kind of fuck with that. Tripping. This the name of this song is Let It Go. We got Justin Bieber and, and 21 Savage on it. So don't let get into that one. This is a uh, body in motion. You got Bryson Tiller, Lil Baby, Ryder Rich. This nigga got Lil Baby on just by damn near air track on that bitch. God damn. Damn, Lil Baby. Let's see what they hitting on for this one, though. Just 
It was alright. That that track was alright. You feel me?
It was okay. This this album is kind of uh, I see why motherfuckers was just kind of sounded like some mid to me. Like it's gonna be real. This album so far is some mid, but how many tracks we in so far? Is, we got this one, which is Rick Ross, A Boogie, Big Sean, and Puff. Uh, this is my year. So it's this one, the the Nas, Jay Z, James, Front Front and Larar and Harmonies by something. I don't, I can't see the rest of it. So it's one, two, three, four, five. I don't think five songs is gonna change my outlook on saying this album submit unless the next five tracks is just overwhelmingly like amazing. So they get into it. This is this is my year. Like the beat selection on this album, bro. I don't. Shit, no. I'm just gonna keep listening because I want to see how Big Shine gonna come on it and Rick Ross gonna come on. But nah, bro. Fuck no. No, I am not. You're not going to even do that. You're not going to even waste my time. <laughs> okay. Okay, now this one is the Nas, Jay-Z, James, Front, Leroy, and Harmonies by the Hive. Sorry, not sorry. Nah, I really got high expectations from everybody that's on this motherfucking song, so please don't disappoint me with this shit. Let go.
Basically, the standout trace is this one and the one with um, her and uh, the Migos. That's one of them ones right there. I fuck with that. No kizzy. Okay, the next track is Just Be with uh Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Uh. 
I feel like I'll fuck with that song, but I'm not on that type of, um, yeah, I fuck with the vibe of the song, though, but we just gonna keep it moving. Uh, the next song is I Can Have It All. I got Bryson Tiller, her, and Meek Mill. Let's go. Yeah. 
this, 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 they going to fuck off. I ain't going to lie. I fuck with this shit. For real, for real. Nigga Meek just went the fuck off. Y'all fuck with that. I still, I right, get this. It's one more song left on here. I'm gonna get this. This album, a strong six point nine or seven. Like, it's kind of like average. To be honest, we finna get into the last album. I mean, the last track on the album is called "Where You Come From." It got Buju, Benson, Capleton, and Bounty Kill on that bit. So we just gonna let it be ride on out. And here we go. Let's get right into it. Call it a review for this shit. Like I said, this is 6.9, 6.8. So a few standout tracks that I think going to be in the, the Billboard top 10. But overall, I expected way more. Like DJ Kelly is one of the best promoters of his albums in the game. But his albums don't pan up to the, the amount of promotion that this nigga does. But I don't knock his hustle. This nigga has hell of features on his shits. But the beats didn't really... I didn't didn't understand the beat selection of this album. I didn't understand the mesh of the artists on certain tracks. Like some artists didn't blend well with each other. It just was... I don't know. It was just weird. But yeah, I fuck with the Jay-Z and Nas track. I fuck with the Her and Migos track. I fuck with the Meek Mill, the 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 uh, 
What was the name of that shit? I fuck with the big paper track. I fuck with Cardi B shit. So I fuck with a few of them on there, but yeah. So, with that being said, it's this a wrap for episode 13. Like I said before, man, make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all rate. Make sure y'all tell a friend to tell a friend to follow a Christian like conduct, man. I appreciate all the support y'all, man. Giving your boy, let's keep this shit going up. Make sure y'all subscribe, Apple, Spotify, anywhere streaming podcasts. Make sure y'all fuck with the kid. And I'm going to leave y'all with this, man. Like I said before, these police officers, they need to be held accountable for the fuck shit that they're doing. Civilians need to be held accountable for the fuck shit that they do. These women need to be held accountable for the fuck shit that they do. And they need to hold themselves accountable. As well, the police officers, civilians, women, they need to hold themselves accountable too. Us men, we do stupid shit. We need to hold ourselves accountable. We see our nigga doing dumb ass shit. We need to hold them accountable. You see, fuck shit. Hold these motherfuckers accountable of that shit. Stop letting this shit get swept under the rug. And go some all aspects of all that shit. We gotta start. Oh, we gotta start holding these motherfuckers accountable for this shit. Stop letting shit die past because that's your nigga. That's your homeboy. If you see some fuck shit, tell the nigga, get your shit together. Your homegirl, you see your homegirl doing some fuck shit, tell her to get her shit together. It's all the way around the board, all that shit. Start holding motherfuckers accountable for that shit. And just like that, like I said, man, it's your boy Wolo, a.k.a. Golo, because I'm the go to everything I was. I'm the go to everything I plan to be, and I'm the go to everything I'm doing right the fuck now. You feel me? Episode 13. I'm going to catch y'all episode 14. And just like that. Until next time, we out there, bitch. Yeah, dig.